and welcome back to Third Act Saviors, a podcast where we watch a recently released bad movie. Sometimes. And sometimes a, a old release bad movie. Uh, and we fix it by changing nothing but the third act. Mm-hmm. I am Michael Fromm. I'm Daniel Kinneman. I'm Jacob Kuykendall. And guys, we did it. What'd yeah. What did we do? We finally watched a movie that I wanted to see since forever. <sighs> what is the name of that movie? Including the subtitle. Ooh, I don't know the subtitle. <laughs> uh, I, I got it right here. I, yeah, actually, I do, do too. I do too. Oh. Cheaters. Uh, Cheaters all is, around. Yeah, we all have our cell phones open because none of us can remember anything about this movie. I don't have my cell phone open. Uh, I am very glad that we've returned to our roots, which is uh, blockbuster action flicks that have too much 3D animation in it. We've re- we have gone to Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh! Starring... Everyone's least favorite teen heartthrobs, Dane Tahan and Cara Delevingne. Delevingne? Delevingne. 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 Yeah. The two sleepiest looking people on the planet together at last. They really look like the McPoyles from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> they look like Vince Vaughn had sex with a pillow and these are his children that came out. <laughs> and it's nighttime. <laughs> yeah. They look like that comedian Jim Brewer who always had very sleepy eyes except he's a young, very skinny teenager. Yeah. Who is super hip. Yeah, now put that face in one of those magnet things and give him big eyebrows. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. The mustache machine. I know the mustache machine. <laughs> right before the movie started, one of the interns drank the last cup of coffee and didn't make a new pie. And then they filmed the entire movie. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, this is a movie by French director that all the nerds love, including me. Uh, Luc Besson. Bonsoir! <laughs> Luc Bonsoir. He gave that- me that confusing teenage boner. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. From Leon the Professional? No. The <laughs> <laughs> Fifth Element. From the Fifth Element. Oh, when that blue lady pops a oh, gem God. out of her belly. Man, my statue belly <laughs> fetish. <laughs> my Ruby <laughs> Rod fetish just sticks with me to this day. Ruby Rod, you're green, super green. Um, <laughs> it's hot, hot, hot. It's hot, hot, hot. This movie could have used a high-energy character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it had a lot of low-energy characters, didn't it? Yeah. Boy. Was Rihanna supposed to be the Ruby Rod of this movie? No, she's so sleepy and boring. Yeah. She does a nice dance and then seems tired and in a sound booth. Yeah, yeah. Seems and not also, actually there. And also replaced by a blob. I'm going to... I remember how this movie opens. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Let's go to the beach. Beach. Let's go catch a wave. Oh, Daniel, it opens not on the oh, beach. Oh, yeah. It opens in a... Uh, centuries-long montage mm-hmm. set to Space Oddity by David Bowie. That's right. In which we see mankind... Uh, shaking hands. Shaking hands with first other races of mankind. Is that Russia and the ISS? And are they shaking hands with China? Yeah, it's an ever-expanding space station that more and more countries come up and join. And everyone's mm-hmm. shaking hands. Uh, proving that the space race is really what brings... The planet Earth together as a whole. That is until some indeterminate time in the future. When who's shaking that space station's hands now? Why, it's an alien. Where'd all those Chinese people go? A rainbow bird alien. Yeah, all the Chinese and black people disappear after that happens. Pretty Everyone much, is yeah. white from here on out. White and very British, except for the two yeah. leads who are not British. Aliens, we're off of the space station. Mm-hmm. Uh, the space station grows so big as more aliens join yeah. that Earth, led by Rudger Hauer, in like a really brief role, is like, so long, space station. We can't risk you crashing down into our sweet, sweet planet. 
So we're going to push you uh, push you into space. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they say we're going to send this thing out into space so that it can explore the cosmos. Goes off to college. Goes <clears> out for Rumspringa. All right, here's my problem. Yes, They Daniel. just show this thing like lazily drifting through space. It's not going anywhere. If it's not faster than light, then why bother? Why yeah. bother? How far did they push it? I'm saying why you can explore it faster with the ships that you use to get to and from it because obviously they have faster than light travel. So why bother? Now, Daniel, there's about... One billion plot holes, so <laughs> save, save your time for when, uh, when you really get into the meat of it. But this one bothered me. <laughs> the first one. The first one's always special, you know? So mm-hmm. after we see International Space Station Earth, mm-hmm. uh, Earth's mightiest time capsule, mm-hmm. get shoved off into space, we cut to... An avatar... <laughs> and getting caught in apocalypses. Uh, we cut to a shiny lady. Mm-hmm. It's like Avatar, except instead of being like blue, they're like iridescent. Yeah. Yes. They dressed dressed in uh, Hawaiian uh, outfits, but not like real Hawaiian, like Hawaiian that you bought at American Apparel. And yes. they're like, and they're not like green and like colorful. They are all like white, white. translucent fabrics. Yes. I guess what I mean is it's Hawaiian on sure. the runway in. Yeah. Paris. Generic yeah. indigenous people garb. Yeah, fancy. Yeah, fancy comma fancy. Except they're the same color scheme as those aliens in the prequels of Star Wars who make clones. Yes. yes. The Caminos. The Caminos. El Caminos. <laughs> El Caminos. Los Caminos. Daniel got it, so I'm a joke right before I made it. Yep. Uh, These people are God's gift to the universe. Oh, baby. What do they do? They live in shells. Shells? That look like vaginas. It is, is a Georgia O'Keeffe painting if she had a nautical theme. <laughs> uh, they collect pearls. They feed them to their little lizard pets that are very cute. The lizard pets shake out more pearls, and they enjoy having these pearls. Does anything else happen? No, They're very it. nice to each other. Uh, it's a lovely place. Yeah, we learn that uh, they... Uh, Take one pearl from their collection of pearls, which is, they have literally a hundred thousand pearls, and mm-hmm. they're like, this one, give it, t- give it to the chieftain's daughter, that she might give it back to the ocean from which it was claimed, mm-hmm. and then she puts it in the little armadillo man that, that Daniel was talking about, and it spits yeah. out more pearls, and they're like, later on, these aliens will be like, we are good because we live one with the universe, and we never waste anything. And I'm like, if we had a, like a little fucking rat that would <laughs> that poop batteries, that would that would poop batteries yeah. nonstop, we would be doing pretty good too. These are the Native Americans with piles of corn, and they are just waiting for those <laughs> people to show up to share it with them. Uh, as uh, the chieftain's daughter p- places that pearl in that funky armadillo rat, and it poops out all them all the mother pearls. <gasps> What's that in the sky? Funky Cole Medillo. <laughs> funky Cole. <laughs> funky Pearl Medillo. Watch out. It'll do the wild thing on your leg. Wild thing. Uh, what's that? What's that black thing in the sky? It's a bad. It's a bad. Quickly, all of us iridescent people, let's evacuate to this. I don't yeah, know. The, they go into a, I think another satellite. crash ship. Yeah. The bad thing is clearly a crashing spaceship, or several crashing spaceships, but all over the place, and they go and take refuge in one of the crashed spaceships. That doesn't make any sense. How'd they get inside one of the spaceships? And they're fine, by <laughs> yeah. the way. It works. Uh, they close the door and the handle breaks off. 
And then who should appear on the other side? <gasps> it's the chieftain's daughter. And she's like, uh-oh, Bosco. I didn't make it. Leeho! Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> One of the other characters shouts, uh, Leeho! 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 Anywho, as the spaceships crash all around Leeho, we see her burning alive. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And she, how does she die? Like any alien does, in a big blue explosion that goes through the cosmos. <laughs> so she emits a flash of light like a strobe at an EDM concert. Yeah. And it travels through space and immediately cuts to sexy, skinny, dainty Han sunbathing. And he... What a brunch. And he, what a snack this fellow is. <laughs> <laughs> what a hot boy you this guy is. <laughs> he weighs like 98 pounds, and it is all sinew. <laughs> Ooh, gristly. <laughs> Yum, tripe. <laughs> Does he look like a charming leading man, Daniel? No! He looks kind of like a rat. <laughs> he looks like the villain in a superhero movie, which he was. It's several times. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a boy who should have his face buried in a Nintendo DS on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a boy who should be level 37 on his Animal Crossing pocket cam. He Ooh, looks like friendly. he should be playing a sick person in a movie. Yeah, he really does. But instead, what is he? Super Soldier. Oh, <laughs> boy. Super Soldier Valerian. But this is, you know, I kind of get it. French conception of what's hot in the future. <laughs> No, totally. It's very French sexy. But he yeah. doesn't smoke even one cigarette or eat one baguette. <laughs> He's like the Jerry Lewis of uh, secret agents. I will say he does get trapped inside lots of boxes. That's true. <laughs> a yeah. French pastime. <laughs> Mike is miming, literally miming, getting trapped in a box, which is useless for the listeners. What you have to do is, here's my mime character for the podcast. Oh, this box! I'm touching it with my hands, but it's limiting my motion. Oh, now it's windy and I got this rope! <laughs> my hands keep, keep keep getting closer to my body, as if some force is pushing them toward me. <laughs> you can't see it, but there is a box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking my dog! <laughs> uh, as he... This, this uh, Dane DeHaan, Special Agent Valerian, on the secret beach is immediately, like, chastised, I guess, by uh, Cara Delevingne. Yeah, she comes out with the... Uh, the Mai Tai uh, or something. Yeah, with a drink. Ah, oh, having fun on the beach with her boss. She is uh, playing Special Agent Loreline mm-hmm. Gilmore. <laughs> Loreline Gilmore. Loreline Gilmore. She talks real fast and goes to the diner a lot. <laughs> uh, they established this relationship early on, Uh it's she is the subordinate of Valerian, but they're also partners. But they're yeah. also partners, and he sele- sexually harasses her throughout this movie. And uh, he's all constantly like, "Marry me, marry me, yeah. marry me," and she's constantly like, "No, I don't like you. Uh, Stop." They sexually wrestle over this mai tai, <laughs> but yeah. they don't spill a drop. Yeah. Yes, and he says, "You should hook up with me," and she goes, "No, thank you. I only hook up." With good dudes, and you're like a dude who has sex with a lot of ladies. Yeah. And he says, name one. <laughs> name one lady I had sex with. I mean, to be fair to the French, I mean... Bonjour! Their national mascot is a skunk <laughs> <laughs> that is sexually aggressive. 
then they have to watch those from a very young age. <laughs> those, right. poor, those poor, poor cats. Who's painting so many white lines in France? They, they need to get rid of Pepe Le Pew. Put in Pepe Le Pron. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. we can respect. He will respect your boundaries. It's true. He'll just say, like, I'm a Pron, and uh-huh. I'm going to do some to, shakers. I'm wearing Cast a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Doesn't he wear something? He does wear a Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> He yes. does. I'm not sure why. No, he's a Pron. Yeah. Hey, who knows? He likes Tommy Bahama. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, that's right. Uh, he says, name one of those ladies I've had sex with. She says, computer ship, ship who's also a computer, mm-hmm. named Alex. Please show us all of the yes, ladies. Line. Oh, it turns out that their beach is not a beach. It is a holodeck. Yeah. Which we all knew from the beginning, right? Yes. And then yes. Valerian explains this. I didn't sleep with all of them. Many of them are my coworkers. <laughs> Yeah, well, this movie uses confusing language sometimes. She says, computer, show me the playlist. Yeah. Which is supposed to be like the playlist of people that he's had that sex with or something. But I thought maybe it was just their sick road, uh, road, road, road trip tunes. Yeah, you see a bunch of faces of babes coming up. Oh, oh swing. Yeah. Swing, swing, swing. And he can't help swinging. <laughs> swing for the fences. Swing away. Swing away. Swing away, Meryl. <laughs> swing away. <laughs> What if Joaquin Phoenix just beat those aliens with his penis? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he should. Showing. <laughs> Showing. It is a metaphor. A lot of it was. Yeah. It's a metaphor for hope. <laughs> <laughs> Love is the fifth element or whatever. Uh, they land. Uh, they're, they're summoned to their mission pod. Their mission on the planet. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's the planet. They need to go to Eden Prime to collect a Prothean artifact. A hologram of their commander shows up and says, Now I know you both know this mission very well, but I'll explain it for the audience at home. (laughs) They also don't know this mission very well and don't listen to the explanation. Yeah. Land on this planet and get us the MacGuffin. That is your mission. Anyway, over and out. Yes, sir. We follow all the orders. Wear something a little bit more appropriate, you two sexy teens in your bathing suits. Yeah, that's right. They say... All righty, Captain. And they come out of their spaceship, and what are they dressed like? I don't know. Tourists. Tourist hipsters. A bunch of asshole hipsters. Yeah. They got that slouchy beanie on. They got the slouchy beanie on. They got the unbuttoned Tommy Bahama shirt over the tank top undershirt. A perforated tank top. You can see some male nipples poking out. They got like they got like visors like put on backwards and like Native American headdresses. Even though we all agreed the EDM scene was over that years ago. Yeah, they're always on their phone. They can't buy a house. You know, typical (laughs) stuff. They're all social media managers. (laughs) They love Applebee's, or maybe they hate Applebee's. (laughs) Who knows? They're killing the diamond market, though. uh, Give me avocado toast if you want to live. Yeah, the future is cyclical, and we're back here. It's retro hipsters or whatever. Uh, they're on a desert planet that is Burning Man. <laughs> yeah, they they meet up with a bunch of Vietnam space marines who drive a school bus. Who drive a uh, hover school bus. <laughs> yeah, Miss Frizzle loaned it to them. <laughs> they land in the big market. The great market. The big market. I think it was just called the big, market. the big market. I tried to like correct myself. I was like, that's too stupid. That can't be it. <laughs> it must be the market de grande. No, it's the big market. They spend 
10 minutes <laughs> setting up some dumb rules about how the big market works. And it doesn't make any sense moving forward. Daniel, explain all the rules to the big market. Oh, boy. Okay, so Seven. here's what the big market looks like from the outside. Just okay. a big open space with people wandering around. That oh. doesn't look like a market. And it's like a desert. It is like a desert space. And yes. there's hardly anyone in there. And these people are getting horrifically sunburned. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so you go to the entrance of the big market yeah. where you are greeted by your tour guide, who's a very charismatic guy with a gigantic turban on. He looks like, he, but he doesn't look like he should be wearing a gigantic turban. He looks like he should be wearing one of those cat in the hat hats from the late 90s. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, 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 with candy necklace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he uh, looks like he should be a burning man. <laughs> yes. Uh, he explains that in the big market, which is in another dimension. Or, yeah, wait, that's, that's right. Yep. The, the actual big market is in another dimension. And right. to see it you, and interact with it, you need to put on your virtual reality helmet yep. and your virtual reality gloves. It's like the Oculus Rift market. And yes. And what the, it's just the Mall of America. There's a million stores in the big market. That's right. And this big desert area, when you walk around it, you also walk around the big market. Except it shows the big market. Yes. And it's like 1,000 stories tall. Yes. How the fuck does that work? It How goes go- laying down underground. It's also very tall. There's and a bunch of buildings. The desert, by the way, people, is one plane. Yes. Yeah. Except when our hero... Um, spoiler alert. Our hero eventually falls through the floor in the desert and also falls through the floor in the big market, and there just happens to be a manhole cover underneath him in the desert when he does so. Yes. Later, he rides an elevator back out of the underground, but we don't see that elevator where it's In the out. real world. Yes. And, like, when you take an item out of the big market, you hold... It travels through the real air in the big market like you're holding it, and then you put it in a box which brings it to the desert so you can have it in real life. Yes. Yes. Also, we see two characters in the big market, in the alternate universe, who show up later in the movie. Yes. The two Pearl people. Yeah. So I guess at some point, the Pearl people who lost their junk had that teleported to the big market because they're trying to buy it back. Yes. They're trading a pearl for the converter, both of which are in the big market. All right. I think we're losing people here. (laughs) Even me. (laughs) Oh, there's one more rule. What's the rule? You go underneath a big sign that flashes a green U for human. This never comes up again. I don't understand what the U was about. I don't think we need to. (laughs) (laughs) The U meant... If it's green, you're allowed to go into that neighborhood. If it's red, you're not. Valerian goes into a red neighborhood because he's sneaking. Okay. Okay. Sneaking mission. So, their mission in this alternate universe market is Valerian is going to intercept a transaction between a Jabba the Hutt like figure. Mm hmm. And two very opalescent people that we that are the people from the beginning. I'm making a lot yes. of quote fingers at no one in particular. Okay. The, the people from the beach planet in the beginning that collect pearls are their race of people is called pearls. But we don't yeah. learn that for another two hours. Yeah. But we, we'll, we call call them call. Yes. Okay, yes. we'll call the them Navi, pearls. Okay, we'll call them the Navi, the white Navi, the white Navi. It's like if, if the Navi collected pine cones and we called them pine cones. <laughs> <laughs> we should though. Uh, so Valer- so they have a heist plan. Valerian is going to do all the work and by sneaking into the market. Yes. But then simultaneously, the men in the floating school bus and Laureline will break in the back of the market 
and she's going to walk up at the appropriate time and yeah. hand Valerian a box that can make matter from one dimension into the other. And that's her entire mission. Yes. yes. Hand him a box. Why she couldn't go in the front door, they never explained to she us. She shoots a dart at a guard so that he can be controlled by a guy wearing a VR headset, which yeah. really doesn't do much at all. No. Yes. It's very pointless and it doesn't help them in any way. Yes. And Valerian is wearing a special box on his arm so that his hand and just his hand is... And tele- the gun. And I- his gun are teleported into the world of the big market and the rest of his body remains in our world as a hologram. So in the big market, you see a box floating around with a hand holding a gun sticking out of it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So here's how this scene plays out. Valerian holds the gun to Jabba the Hutt's head. You only see the box and the gun, and he says, give me that object that you are trying to, to... sell but also renege on the sale with the pearls uh right they take the box and they bring it to our universe it just so happens that the money that the pearls were paying for paying with (laughs) yeah a pearl (laughs) the pearl's pearl the pearl's pearl also happens to come into our universe so we never see it until the end yes oh yeah the box gets broken so his hand's stuck in the other side Mm -hmm. a dog's about to bite it an evil dog yeah. He runs back into Laureline, and she hackers the box off of his hand. The, uh, the Jabba the Hutt character uses a teleporter transdimensional box to send uh, his giant monster dog into the real desert world. Literally, if you've played any shooting game in the past like 10 years, they are the most annoying like enemies in the world, these dogs. Yes. Yeah. They have Valerian and Loreline hop on the magic school bus, which starts flying away, but the dog jumps on it. Yes. And then eats all of their friends while they run away. Yeah, and then they run away. Everyone is killed except for Loreline and Valerian, who gets in the Millennium Falcon. Uh, and they, they get in their Millennium Falcon, and the first thing Loreline says is, it ripped my dress. Six of our comrades just died, but it ripped my dress. Uh, <laughs> they quip their asses off through this entire thing, and no one reacts to anything ever. Just no. no one, no one cares about anything. Like what people is this, get the Avengers. Yes, people get murdered. Uh, missions don't go well, and like eh. they are Tim Allen being carried through the sky in the Santa bag. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, what's this thing doing? Oh, it's dragging me through a chimney? Great. <laughs> oh, no, this reminds me of my ex-wife. Uh, they're on the Millennium Falcon. They've collected the device, which turns out to be a little cutie animal we saw earlier on the Pearl Planet. It's the cutie animal that makes the thing it eats turn into a million things. What do they call it? A replicator? A replicator. A converter. converter. A converter. They from can- the planet Mule. For half this movie, they kept talking about converters, and I was like, what is that, like a, a machine that they carry around? Because they, it sounds like a machine. Yes, and uh, this uh, animal is a MacGuffin in the movie, and they keep it in a little mechanical cylinder and don't let it out until the end. <laughs> Put it in her fanny pack, which she wears through the rest of the movie. Yeah, so everyone's gesturing towards this thing, and it took me forever to be like, oh, it's the lizard. The lizard is in that box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it makes no sense. Uh, they get back on, oh, also throughout all this time, uh oh we didn't uh, lay out the emotional stakes here which is that valerian when they get off the bus at the beginning turns to Lorelai and he's like you're right i have been a bit of a cad will you marry me Lorelai?" and she says 
no. <laughs> no, you stink. And he's like, ah, I'll wear you down over the course of two and a half hours. <laughs> Just like this movie wore us down. Yeah, now we love it. <laughs> and I'm married to it's it. It's the only movie I'll ever watch again. Uh... They talk to the president again, or whoever that hologram <laughs> person Man. was. Yeah. And he says, go to Alpha and give that converter to Clive Owen, please. Okay, we will. See you in 20 minutes, boss. But first, let us describe what Alpha is. Daniel? Oh, well, it's the space station from before, but even freaking bigger. Oh, They kept jamming a bunch of pe- things together. And they're, uh, the computer, oh, yeah, they're flying up to Alpha, and which seems like such a big thing. Everyone would know what it is, but they're asking all sorts of questions <laughs> to the computer. Yeah. Uh, about, some about real backstory place. here. <laughs> they're like, computer, how many people live here? And like, 30 billion people live on this planet. Computer, describe the layout. To the north are the banking droids of <laughs> Mondutsu. They do all the math of the planet. And to the south is the, uh, I don't know. What the gaseous fart blogs yeah. of the planet Pooperfongs. To the east is the underwater area. Into the the west is Rainbow Road. <laughs> the Don't fall off and- there or Lucky Two will take two coins from you. <laughs> the Klingons and Doctor Who are in the southwest. Yeah. Uh, you might even say that Alpha is a city of a thousand planets. Mm-hmm. Is it? No! Uh-huh. That's the title of the movie. Oh! They go into uh, our 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 city of a thousand planets. Yep. They meet Clive Owen, who is. Oi! Uh, I'm a bad guy, but I won't. You won't find out about this. <laughs> I, I'm very mean, and I'm obviously the bad guy. But you won't discover that for another hour and a half. I like their conversation with him because he's like, "Good job, gentlemen. Give me that converter. The uh, whole point of this mission." And they're like, nah. "No." Okay. I outrank you. <laughs> No. All right, then. <laughs> See you in the end of the movie, folks. Uh, abity, 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 That's all, folks. So General Lick, Flint, Flim, Flimit? Yeah, We skip plan. something. Oh, no, what'd we skip? <laughs> Valerian gets a dream of these pearl people getting blown up. Oh, oh yeah, at the very beginning, yes. when he get, when it was flashed to... When, <laughs> when, 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 when that lady blew up and it flashed, Valerian was like, I remember the pearl people. He goes, computer. <laughs> Analyze my dreams. <laughs> the computer says, This dream is not a memory. It is a projection from somewhere else. From a time either present or past at another point in the universe. Any point in the universe. Huh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> huh, to the mission. Yeah, this won't come up again. Uh, so they, Clive Owen says, Give me that box. They say no, and he's just like, Okay. Uh, then. <laughs> oh, yeah, they say. You get some exposition here. Yeah, uh, this com- is the commander bad guy says that there is a bad zone in the space station that has become uh, radioactive and highly mm-hmm. toxic. Yeah, don't go and there. And no one can go there. It's called the red zone and troops that have been sent there have not come back. It also looks like a D20. <laughs> He's like, I've sent many small squads. They haven't come back. Yeah. So <laughs> don't go there, I guess. It also looks like a D20 when he yeah. shows it. It's yeah. like the city, and then there's a big red D20 right in the middle. I think it would be weird for a military to be like, we need to send 10 guys to investigate this. Oh, they all died. Oh, I'll go- send 10 more. <laughs> <laughs> Try seven this time. <laughs> We're going to hit this number right on the nose. A commander bad guy goes into a meeting with the Jedi Council. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a bunch but of gloop, gloopy gloops. A bunch of gloopy gloops and aliens. 
Uh, but hologram person, hologram commander has uh, assigned Valerian and Laureline to be his personal bodyguards, despite his protests that he has an army of what are obviously killer robots that have been programmed <laughs> directly for him. Man, they are the evilest looking robots you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> they are like that monstrosity from Thor 1. The stovepipe. The yeah. stovepipe. Mixed with uh, the bad guy that tries to kill all of the planet and the day the Earth stood still. Gort. Yeah. Gort. <laughs> Gort! Uh, there, there's bad guys in the modern-day RoboCop that look like that, right? Yeah, well, it looks kind of like ED-201 yeah. and the bad guy from Thor. I've never seen the new RoboCop. Oh, you should see it. With your cousin it. You should it. watch it for this pro- podcast. Uh, I, I kind of like I that I kind of like that, too. A, there's a badass 30 seconds in that movie. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, stick with right. me forever. Audience, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> you don't even have to say what it is. I know the one scene. Uh, um. Hey, I would like to point out to the listeners that if this is total nonsense, yes, it's, the plot is extremely hard to follow, even though what it boils down to is they're trying to get this MacGuffin and then they keep getting kidnapped and have to save each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is a MacGuffin and there is a race of aliens who wants it and there is a general bad guy who wants it and the rest of the movie is just them... Running into different aliens. Uh, if we had all watched this movie individually, we would not be able to know what the plot is. We had to work together to figure it out. And Daniel and I are both reading the Wikipedia right yes. now. Yeah, there's <laughs> two people reading the Wikipedia are still struggling to describe the event's chronological order. Um. All right. So, Commander Bad Guy is currently having a... Jedi Council. A Jedi yeah. Council, uh, when all of a sudden... Oh, shit. I forgot about the three little platypus that, fuckers. Yeah. This happens during the yeah. Jedi count. Yeah, I almost skipped them, though. Um, Huey, Dewey, and Louie show up. Loreline is told, is tasked to stay out in the hallway while Valerian stays in the Jedi Council. To bodyguard? Fuck to watch. Phone, yeah, they're both, they're both bodyguards. Uh, she's out there to make sure no one breaches. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Hey, guess what? They breach. <laughs> through the, yeah, through the other wall. Yeah, through the other wall. Ah, shit. She is approached. <laughs> she is approached by three platypuses, who, uh, alien platypuses. The Craig Ghost of Christmas Past, <laughs> the Ghost Christmas Future, and Louie. Uh, <laughs> and they all finish each other's sentences like they're in some really inane improv warm up oh. game. <laughs> Have you guys noticed that like every third movie that comes out has that goddamn finish each other sandwiches joke in it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Since when did that become public domain? <laughs> yeah, right? I thought Disney owned that now. Uh, yeah, they bought it from Fox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie explain, hey, we know everything that's going on, and we will... Ex- we know you have the converter. You should get rid of it before mercenaries arrive. Hey, yep. mercenaries don't arrive, by the way. Uh, and then as soon as they say that, everything turns red, and it's like, oh, red alert. No, uh, sometimes the movie will cut to, like, the crisis control center of this big space station or whatever. Who At least is, the human version of that. Yeah, and crisis control center is uh, con- uh, managed by... Commander Octorox or something. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. his name? Octo Rub. Octo Bar. Octo Bar. Octo Bar. That's right. It's the it's the hottest new fusion restaurant on Capitol Hill. Yeah. Octo Bar. I mean, uh, they goopered. The they, Navi kick down the wall. Yeah, the white the, the white pearls. Navi break down the wall, and they all have the guns from Halo that Daniel loves. Uh, Got they, shields in the front. They have non lethal goop guns. 
uh, making any mystery as to if they're the good guys or not uh, solved. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, they stole the thing you, with no casualties. Also, here's what this fucking movie does that drives me crazy. Is it it, it unveiled another fetish you have? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Goop uh, guns! They got goop, <laughs> they got goop d- guns, so what does Valerian do? Aha! He knows how this works. He puts a breather thing in his mouth. It yeah. seems like he will breathe once he gets gooped. It's like a little box in his, his yeah. mouth. It looks exactly like something that like James Bond would wear to scuba dive onto the bad guy's boat. Yes. Which suggests for a moment to the audience, oh, they're suffocating all these yeah, people. Yeah, everyone else has been suffocated to death, is what I think. A contraire. Uh, it cuts to inside his, um, <laughs> his goop, goop cocoon. and <laughs> His oh, goop cocoon. Uh, uh, his little <laughs> breather thing. Inside my goop cocoon.com. <laughs> inside my goop cocoon.xxx. Uh, his breather thing opens up and a mechanical spider comes out and cuts him out of his goop. The spider is never seen again. <laughs> a spider with a knife pops out of his mouth. What? A, a spider with eight knives. Ah! ah! <laughs> so scary. But why? What the fuck is that the solution to this problem? I don't know. That's everything in this movie. It's like, why, why'd they get a fish to see the future? Why'd they, why'd they get Rihanna to because, be, make a disguise? Because space, Daniel. <laughs> God. Also, Loreline immediately runs in with a knife, and he's like, yeah, cut everybody else out. I'm out of here. No, no, no. no. He he cuts Loreline out with a knife. Oh, yeah. She was in there? Yeah, because she bursts in to be all like, don't goop me. Ah! (laughs) The lights are red. Anywho. (laughs) I'm here now. Ah! Oh, yeah. Everyone in the crisis control center tries to flee because all their lights turn red. (laughs) Uh, get turned around by Commander Octobar showing up. Yeah. Yeah. Also, all the doors are locked. You think? You think that's the one place people will not run from? Yeah. Yeah. The command center. Yeah. The uh, the the pearls who've gooped everyone steal the commander away. Yes. Because they think he Five has hour. the converter. Yeah. But Commander Bad Guy doesn't have the converter. Loreline is still keeping it in her fanny pack. That's right. So then Valerian has to be hot on their trail. In a scene where he runs a bunch. Oh, he runs through a wall. Oh my goodness, this is the... We don't need X-Men. We have one exosuit that has every X-Man's power. It bursts through walls. It has rocket boots. Only in this 30-second sequence, though. Never for the rest of the movie. They got the suits from G.I. Joe, baby. Yeah, they do. (laughs) The modern G.I. Joe movie. Somehow, even though these Pearl guys had just, literally just 20 seconds earlier, busted it in and gooped everyone and are dragging a person behind them, Valerian can't ke- catch up to them after sprinting through the walls and jetpacking at full speed. <laughs> he literally like, traverses the length of the city. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then gets in his spaceship Alex. Hey, remember all those environments that we set up earlier when we were approaching the space station? It shows yeah. you, like, kicking, space- ass, kicking ass and busting through walls and going through all four of those. <laughs> a sp- yeah, a space station that has three billion people and he tra- traverses every single one of their biomes in the span of 30 yeah. seconds. This part really, really reminded me of one of those 3D Mark graphics card tests. <laughs> it's just a bunch of goopy, shiny surfaces and fairy lights flying around. This is a quick time event on the screen. Yes. It's like the beginning of the Dolby Atmos in the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> 
press triangle to enter to activate your jet boots before you fall to your death. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, you got it. Oh, no, this one's got a space. Throw down your platforms. Square, 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 square. Oh, yeah, he, he uses his rocket boots and a force field gun, which he never uses again. Oh, the force field gun's really cool. He can use yeah. it to make little steps for himself to walk across ledges. Another sure character can. uses one later on. Unrelated, but, yeah. There's a lot of cool things that would be really cool if they used them well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he chases after him. Then he gets in his spaceship, and he chases after their spaceship. Then their spaceship breaks into a thousand spaceships, and then he chases the one spaceship. Then his spaceship's not fast enough, so he gets in a smaller spaceship inside his spaceship and chases their spaceship with a small spaceship. Then he grappling hooks the small spaceship he's chasing after saying, everyone thinks they're smarter than Valerian. Not anymore. Oh, no! And then starts getting towed by the small spaceship. Because it's more powerful than his ship. Yeah. Meanwhile. Whipped around and crashes. Meanwhile, Loreline watches from a screen. Yeah. Ah, don't go there. Go faster. And she frequently says, you're headed toward the red zone. You're almost at the red zone. Yeah. You're almost at the red zone. You're closer now. Valerian. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. The red zone. Oh, you're hop on me. The red zone is the toxic, inaccessible area, which apparently sensors don't go into either. No, they all have died. All the sensors he sent have died or whatever. (laughs) Due to radioactivity. All the sensors have died due to people using cuss words. Nice. Boom, 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 boom. Loreline's like, I better go save my partner. And Commander Octodad says, no way, Jose. (laughs) You can't go in there for reasons I won't explain. And she says, yeah, but I really want to. And he says, no, you can't. And she says, but I really, really want to. And he says, guards, arrest this woman. (laughs) Arrest this woman for saying she wants to go. But she beats up all the guards. Puts handcuffs on him. Puts handcuffs Another on him. Another fetish discovered, Daniel. Oh, yeah. She mm. pulls a gun on Huey, Dewey, and Louie and says, how do I get in there? Shoots and one of them. <laughs> she does shoot one it's of them. It's a light she, shooting, though. She He's renegades. Okay. She yeah. renegades. We won't tell you without a coin. Bwong. And she presses R2 and shoots him in the leg. She's got those credits. Uh, they say, sure, talk to this pirate. He'll get you a jellyfish that'll get you to Valerian. <laughs> and he, So she goes into the ocean with a pirate, captures a jellyfish, Puts it on her head and sees the oh, fish. They have to pay this pirate in champagne. Or no, they just get him to come out of his submarine by luring him out with a bottle of champagne, which he bites the top off of. Not the cork, the top of the bottle. <laughs> yes. And sprays it into his face. <laughs> yes, he gets one tiny swig. Uh, she puts a jellyfish on her head that gives her one detail about where Valerian might be, which Huey, Dewey, and Louie used to explain further. It's a psychic jellyfish. Don't ask. And you oh. can only wear it for one minute, and she almost wears it for more than 60 seconds, but then doesn't. Holy it's shit. It's a cortex fish. Yeah. It looks like, it, yeah, it's a big old jellyfish. And don't you worry, now she knows where to go. So she gets in her spaceship and she goes to the thing. And she finds him, and then she resuscitates him. She resuscitates him, but then she's kidnapped. Uh, They bicker for a while until she sees a butterfly, which she tries to touch, and uh, Valerian says, hey, don't touch those. Some of them are... Oh, there she goes. It's actually a lure! And she has been fished. (laughs) We thought... I thought it was going to be, like, by some sort of, like... Like uh, tentacle monster. Yeah, or like those fish down in the deep dark. Sure, like like an angler fish. Yes, an angler. Nope, it's a guy with a fishing pole. (laughs) (laughs) It It is like a... Looks like a character from a claymation movie meets like an all real monster 
meets like what do they look like they're so weird looking i have a confession to make guys yeah. i was so bored at this point that i looked at my phone and literally never saw the fisherman on screen <laughs> i stopped looking when the butterfly came on and i started looking after they they're resolved the, whatever happened they're the same characters that valerian has to like murder all of them yeah later. check our uh, check our instagram for an example yeah they're real cuties <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, she gets kidnapped. Now it's Valerian's turn to save her. Um, there's some light sexual harassment in between these two parts. Yeah, they do their, their bicker flirt. Yeah, we're just breezing on past uh, that. She gets put in, like, a, like, you know those backpacks that, uh, have, like, a little window in them and you're supposed to put your cat in them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. She gets put in one of those, except it's, like, made of, like, wood. Uh, yeah, wicker. She's in a wick, wicker backpack. She's a wicker woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Burner. Burner. <laughs> Not the bees! Um, uh, we get one fun scene where... Uh, but, like, of- they have super suits on. How is she, like, befuddled by a wicker basket? Yeah. Yeah. She beats the shit out of a bunch of other people, right? Yeah. She yeah. beats up those two guards. Yeah. She has martial arts moves that only come up into, come into play in that one and scene. And, like, legit fucking homeboy just used his super suit to run through concrete. Yeah. Yeah, How is this wicker, like, doing anything? And jetpacks. You could jetpack to her. He chases after her by jumping down the ravine that they're next to and mm-hmm. catches, keeps grabbing butterflies until he gets one that is also a lure so that he is fished up. And when he's fished up to the cliff above them, he shoots the guy with the fishing pole in the face, which would not fucking work. He'd just fall again, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he gets up there and then looks at where... Laureline is being taken, and it is uh, into the kingdom of these freaky claymation-looking people. They're called balloon bathors or something. But they have a sign above them written in English that, like, explains what it is, but they don't speak it. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's spelled it's spelled hilariously wrong, like a like a goddamn Calvin and Hobbes no girls allowed sign. Yes. Calvin is peeing on these aliens <laughs> as, they, as we speak. And this is supposed to be like no man's land where no one goes and sensors don't reach and blah, blah, blah. And it's all like rocks, cavernous type stuff. And he looks 30 degrees to the left and sees the entrance to prostitute land mm-hmm. with all sorts of neon lights and stuff. Uh, there is one cute scene here where Loreline is kidnapped and one of these claymation monsters keeps trying to get her to try on dresses and is making a goofy face. Yes, it is nodding while holding dresses up to itself. <laughs> and I, his face is funny. Yes. This monster's face is funny. That's the high point of this movie is that funny monster's face. Whoever made that monster face, good job. <laughs> yeah, you did it. <laughs> Keep making monster faces. Uh, meanwhile, Valerian is like, well, I can't possibly go in there. They'll kill me. The only way to get in there is if I was disguised as one, which means I need to have a shapeshifter. Well, it's oh, not they- even that they kill him. It's that him breaking in there and killing everyone would cause an like a international oh, incident right. on yeah. the space Even station. Dumber. A diplomatic a dip- incident is yeah. what they keep saying. Yeah, thank God he never ends up killing all of the balloon bathors. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, <laughs> doodles. Well, you have to kill all of them so there's no witnesses. Uh, he needs to find a shapeshifter so that he can... You- I don't understand this. He's going to find a shapeshifter because having a shapeshifter would then cause him to shapeshift. Yeah, yeah, he needs to find uh, a way to sneak in disguised as a balloon before. But they don't they don't say find a shapeshifter. He's like talking to someone over the radio and It's Alex, like, his spaceship. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. Uh He's talking to his Yeah, he's talking friend. to Alex and Alex says, "You'll need to find a change a change him a lopsigops." Mm-hmm. Which, you know, just some 
crazy proper noun that the audience doesn't know what it is. And he says, sounds good. That'll be a good way to get disguised. So we don't know what he's looking for or what he's trying to do or how it'll actually help him. Hey, here's a bit. Loreline is a human and in that place. (laughs) (laughs) He could probably get in there. But she was invited in a sense. (laughs) I guess so. So was he. He was caught by the exact same fish. Yeah. Also, no, she was a wicker basket. She should be fine. <laughs> you should just run out of there. Uh, uh, so then we, he goes and finds a prostitute, as you do in this situation. Uh, so first he has to meet her pimp, who is Ethan Hawke, who has officially given up on his career. He's yeah. slumming it. <laughs> He's literally. A lot. <laughs> he is slumming it both in this movie as an actor and also his character is literally living in a slum. Yep. Uh, he has to... Uh, on the way to this place, he has to pass by one of each prostitute. <laughs> it's true. He's got to find, like, uh, a French lady and uh, a Jessica Rabbit type. Oh, hello. Uh, a prostitute riding around on the shoulders of a, a bigger male prostitute. <laughs> yeah. Presumably. Bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> bonjour times two. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> bonjour. There goes the gimp with his suit like always. Oh, I'll fuck him. The same old dildos left to sell. <laughs> ah! And that... we put them in our butts. <laughs> we will bust so many nuts. <laughs> There's something there that wasn't there, there before. <laughs> Bonjour, 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 bonjour. Uh, this is where Ethan Hawke's like, check out my cool prostitute. I'm going to have her perform as I play on the, this song on a piano. And out pops Rihanna, but she can change into various sexy outfits. She is every, like... She's every woman. <laughs> She's every woman. Oh, also, he has to give his gun away, but don't worry, he has another invisible gun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she the movie's awesome. She she proceeds to basically perform a Fergie music video, in which she is dressed in basically like every fetish costume that exists, uh, including including like schoolgirl, but like very infantilized. Yeah, like I'm jumping rope. Yeah, and I think you mean including Native American with a yeah. headdress. Yes, yeah, and maid. I got. <laughs> All the cultures are present here. <laughs> Maid, schoolgirl. It's like the YMCA up on the Sierra. Up there, it's the, uh, uh, not the YMCA. What am I thinking? Uh, the village people. The village people. Then, after her dance is done, uh, they proceed to have a conversation that is the most frustratingly, like, just horrible conversation in the world oh well, it's a nightmare she's a morphling or whatever so her identity is that she doesn't have an identity and everything's fluid she doesn't have an opinion on anything and doesn't make a stand for anything yeah she can she's just whatever the valerian's like come help me and she's like help you have sex no i need your help as a changeling changeling for sexing you yeah it's literally that for like 10 minutes and we're just like Good God. Then he shoots Move her along. Pimp. And then, she, then he shoots her pimp. <laughs> and this conversation. <laughs> and then he holds a gun to her head and forces her to become his slave to help him, him rescue. Uh, no, no, no. He only puts a gun to her head to force her to change into her true self. It's oh, a yeah. gift. She turns into a crappy, a really crappy looking blob. This is a uh, 1993 uh, Aqua or Toy Box music music video level special effect it looks like a really like if someone remastered abe's odyssey for the playstation one 
It looks like you bought a action figure for your nephew, but it was like a Chinese knockoff of a character from a television show where it's like, yeah, I get that there's it's probably supposed to be like a squid guy, but it's just more like a blue blob with big eyes. It looks like one of those quarter machine slappy squids that leaves marks on your wall. Yeah. That is then green screened into like. Of Vine Star's videos. Uh, so now he's taken her as a prisoner, but also as a friend. And he's like... I Which is need... like most of his female relationships. I mean, he only has the two, two. at his computer. Mm. Spaceship shot him down long ago. <laughs> right. More ways than one. Uh, so they've come up with their cunning plan. He will literally get inside Rihanna's blue... Oh, I'm sorry. We find out Rihanna's character's name. Bubble. He's going to hop in that bubble. There's going to be trouble in that bubble. Yeah. It's fun getting into trouble. Uh, what are you kids doing in there? Getting into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Open the door! <laughs> Don't lock this door! Uh, she's going to shapeshift into one of these Muppet-looking Balloon Bethus or whatever. Yeah, with Valerian inside of her. And off they go. Uh, they proceed to become... Uh, Stuck in a line of like food given to a balloon bethoom king. Yeah, some chef yells at him and hands him a, a dish. Yes. A food item. It looks and, like jello with a squid on top. Yeah, and they enter a long line of people in a procession holding food items above their head. To the king, we assume. The king doesn't like any of the food he's receiving and f- tastes every dish and then sends the the. A messenger away. Yeah. In- Get this food out of my sight, We he intimates to the audience without words. Including Bubbles and Valerian's Valerian, yeah. dish. But as, then, as, just then. As they're leaving, suddenly they look to the red carpet. Oh, also all this time, Bubbles is being like, Valerian, you need to settle down and marry this woman. It's obvious that you love her and she loves you. This is Thanks, This is now my life's goal, is to make you two... Be in love. Yeah. Sure, I could get out of the slavery and prostitution, but no, your shitty love life is way more important to me. <laughs> the plight of the lonely white boy. <laughs> yeah, I- I've never met one of the two people we're talking about. I'm sorry, that one woman is turning you down? How do you stand to live every day? Marry her. <laughs> Super special agent, special guy. <laughs> I am but a lonely prostitute. I am but a lonely slave who has been forced into the ring of sexual crime since I was a child. But yours, <laughs> your tragedy far outweighs mine. <laughs> well, would that I could sacrifice myself so that you could further your goals of marrying your, your co-worker and servant. <laughs> Uh, then, all of a sudden, Loreline comes in, wearing a big old hat and carrying a lemon. She's dressed in what is a wedding dress, yes. uh, is what it can only be described as. And an enormous hat. And an enormous hat that looks more like it should be filled with nachos. Yes. <laughs> it is spine-crushingly large. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say that that... That hat probably has an eight-foot diameter. No yeah. joke. <laughs> yes, it's this huge white sombrero, basically. But the top of her scalp is poking out of it. You know, the the round part of the top of a sombrero, that's just all, all head. Yeah, it's, it's all head the there. Yeah. The king takes his giant lemon, squirts it on her scalp, and then takes out this really cool-looking little knife 
Yeah. Mm. It's like a camera shutter, but with blades in the center. What do they call that? A, uh... Oh, that's got a name. That has a name? There's what? a thing for eating the top of people's heads? Uh, oh, no. It's got a name for when it, uh... uh Anus. <laughs> um, Motherfucker! <laughs> Daniel, I have to look this up. Engineer Daniel's looking up. Google, Google, Google. Answer our questions. Hey Siri, what's that butthole part of a camera called? Aperture. Yes. Yes, yes, You know, like in Portal. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like an aperture, but with blades to slice the top of a head off. And like he's going to suck out her brains or something. But also, this is the first food dish that he's seen that he looks excited at all about. Well, he loves human brains. Yeah. I guess. He's got to see if they're afraid or not. Oh, no. Laureline's going to get the top of her head biting off. But Valerian's got a cunning plan. (laughs) (laughs) He gets two swords and just starts killing everyone. Yeah, and also undoes his disguise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He then proceeds to kill everyone. The king... The whole procession. Everyone who's there. Like a hundred people. And then after they've killed everyone, they're like, whew, are you okay, Laureline? Yes. But look out. Here comes a hundred more people. What's my plan? Let's run at them and fall through a hole again. Hey, those holes keep popping up in this movie. They fall through a hole. Laureline, Valerian, and Bubble. You know, the sewer grate in the throne room. Yeah, right in the center of it. For when you... I don't know, spill something? Nah, like, it's probably where he has his sexy dancers dance and then throws them to Rancors. Oh, yeah. Well, I you see the garbage. Oh, Jedi! <laughs> you see the garbage at the bottom. It's not a bunch of bones. Yeah, it's like, it's like a bunch of pinatas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the three of them get shot out a garbage chute with a bunch of garbage. And Valerian's okay. Laureline's okay. How's Bubbles doing? Yeah. There's There was a moment about 10 minutes before this scene where I was saying to Katrina, this movie's not going to pass the Bechdel test because Bubble and Laureline are going to have a conversation about marrying Valerian. And that's the only conversation you're going to get. Before but Bubbles I was, dies. But I was wrong because instead Bubble just dies. <laughs> She gives a speech to Valerian about how her whole life was terrible and this was a good way to die. Yeah. And then she turns into a bunch of ash also, in a pile of garbage. Also, make sure to marry that woman. Don't let her, don't let my life, Bubbles, the slave and prostitute, be in vain. Marry that white woman, please. Uh, also, she morphs into a Cleopatra-looking lady and recites some Shakespeare before dying. <laughs> yes, she does. In a pile of garbage that they've just landed in. Uh, and she turns, it, like a true Buffy the Vampire Slayer vampire, she turns to sand and disappears. Valerian and Laureline do not care one bit and move on immediately. Well, there goes that slave. On to the next person to kill? I kind of wonder if Bubbles wasn't actually in the throne room scene originally. Because it, whenever it shows the character, our main characters, you see Valerian and Laureline, and then Bubbles is floating around in the background somewhere being computer animated. Yeah. And then the transition between him being, like, cloaked and uncloaked is very abrupt. I and also, he just, like, drops it for no reason at all, and it's all of a sudden fighting. I kind of wonder if maybe there was a version of the script that didn't have Bubble in it at all. Yeah. Because she has no, like, he could have a cloaking device or whatever there could be another excuse and otherwise her character has no weight in this story he has to sneak in in order to kill everyone (laughs) yeah it literally is like don't cause a diplomatic scene can't kill anyone until it really comes down to it and you have to murder 
literally the entire crowd. Yeah. Thank God there's not a message about anti-genocide at the end of this. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I really do wonder if maybe it was like, hey, this movie doesn't look so hot. What if we, what if you could come up with an excuse to have Rihanna in it for yeah. 15 minutes? And, and like her make her trailer. be sexy. Yeah. Like a prostitute or something. Or like a yeah, slave. like a child prostitute slave. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, would something be sexy. Something we can all get behind. Something we could sell to the kids. So, we've got Loreline and Valerian. They're all safe and sound. They've got the converter. I think at this point they find the pearl? They've had the pearl all along. The Valerian's had it since, uh... What's this planet? My, what's this in my pocket? Oh, no! It's my old pearl. <laughs> I sure would love to see it just one more time. Uh, the only thing they're missing is the commander. From their three MacGuffins. Oh yeah, that's a that's why they're there yep. to get that guy who's been gooped up and dragged away. I have why? no idea because they the... think he has the converter. Why they take the converter and leave him because they didn't know because he's gooped up. They didn't know Laurel. Why would know. they assume that the converter would be on his body? Why don't they just fucking gank that guy? They don't like him. Yeah, just stab him to death. Well, they're they a peaceful people. Yeah, they're yeah. so peaceful. They're so peaceful to their own demise. Uh, but uh, they do have guns. Yeah, somehow we find them. I, th- like yeah. they, they save Laureline, and then they're like, we have to go here to find the our commander. They yeah. walk through a rainbow wall. Yeah, like basically the record skips in the movie, and suddenly we're in the third act. Yeah, uh, they walk past an old 2005-era space capsule that was part of the original construction of this thing, but is now just sitting around. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they have a long conversation with the Pearl people. Who are there now. They explain that their planet was blown up by a big space fight fought by humans and some other alien race. race. Yeah. Yes. And that the, the human commander, a.k.a. Clive Owen, commander bad guy, authorized the use of super missiles, <laughs> uh, which apparently you're not supposed to use over inhabited planets. And he, he has maintained this whole time that that planet that the Pearl people lived on was uninhabited. The planet Mule. Yes, but it turns out that he was informed that it is inhabited and killed the guy that told him so. Ah. Apparently the only person able to determine that that fact in the, the entire who... Starfleet that happened to be fighting at the moment. But the whatever. one guy who looks at the screen. Yeah. So he used a super missile and everyone got blowed up and all the spaceships crash onto the planet, which doesn't cause... A small explosion to wipe these people out. It causes the whole planet to blow up. <laughs> like it's fucking Krypton. <laughs> I should, I want to explain that they're describing this. And during the description in my mind's eye, I'm going, oh, he used a terrible, he's, they're not supposed to use super missiles. They're like nukes, right? So he's going to shoot it at a bad guy and it's going to hit the planet or something. No, no, no. The super missile, which is so terrible, hits the bad guy's spaceship, which then falls on the planet and blows up. Yes. And also... <laughs> The the Pearl people who survived, survived by getting in a spaceship that had already crashed and was broken, sitting in it while the planet underneath them was blown up. Yeah, it just blew up. And they just happened to be forced out in the explosion like a piece of rubble. It's like Joe versus the volcano. They're blasted out from the volcano explosion <laughs> and for they, safety. And they float around in their steel refrigerator, essentially, <laughs> uh, until yeah. they've learned how to fix it and fly it. 
They find a Wikipedia on the ship. Yeah. Oh, right. I forgot that this is like the most... Oh, no. I forgot this part. They they basically learn everything mankind has ever known before, uh, including when they get to the W in the Wikipedia for war. And they, Yeah, they yes. all cry. And they all cry. <laughs> and they say, Lilu Dow is multi-pass. There's war. There's Wario. There's Waluigi. And they're all bad. No! no! We hate the W section. Never Wa- read past V. Waluigi gonna win. <laughs> Waluigi is not gonna win. <laughs> uh, until they end up hitching a ride to Alpha, where they have lived in the rafters, reading Wikipedia's and building their own spaceship forward slash. They live in the red zone. Okay, and- let me lay out the part here where I started like could not understand any of this. So the the spaceship blows up, blowing up their planet. Yes, the princess can't get to safety so she dies and a wave of her mental energy flies across the universe yeah she poops out her soul like and spock it, does with bones except not like through a vulcan mind meld hand on hand just like it shoots out a wave which at the beginning of the movie we see this happen and then valerian gets this dream but they explain in this backstory no those two events were 30 years apart so the planet explodes. She sends out this wave. The wave travels for 30 years to Valerian and gets to him literally within hours before he meets these people. The people <laughs> who are sent this message have spent this time getting to the place and learning all of humanity. Yeah. They yeah. have timed this down to the second. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. real. Like, literally, there's a timer <laughs> later yeah, on in the movie, and it goes down to one second. <laughs> yeah. Literally, he gets shit. <laughs> literally, he gets the dream, and then an hour later, he's in a mission in which he's watching two of the people he just dreamed about uh, have a two-barreled gun pointed at them. Yes. This he- dream provides him no useful information. <laughs> well, uh, a few times he's like, Hey, th- those guys look familiar. <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, explain the story to him later, and he doesn't have the information he needs, which is that it's the commander's well, fault. Well, Jacob, we all know that the uh, when a soul leaves the body, it travels radially from the body <laughs> at the speed of light, right? Tra- In every direction. <laughs> so that they travel the speed of light plus 29 years? No, he Wait. was 29.9999999998 light years away. Just coincidentally. (laughs) Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. So the soul leaves the body. Yes. And we're assuming in like all directions in a three-dimensional sphere. So I would assume it would leave in a sphere, but the movie shows it as like a a, a circular plane expanding outwards. Like a disc. This makes sense to me because I've seen Star Trek Generations. (laughs) So theoretically, there could be hundreds of people... With this person's soul inside them. Yeah. Uh, well, no, they say they say that you get to choose. Okay. So I guess as your soul expands throughout the cosmos, you will pass over every person. Mm-hmm. At, at some point. Expanding in a spherical radius. And you're just like, sure. no, 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 no. Go through the blackness of space for several duck, years. Duck, duck, <laughs> duck, yes. duck, 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 duck. Until you find a young boy fighting over a Mai Tai. It's like, goose. <laughs> Here, here's, goose. The amazing, here's the amazing part. They have already been on the space station for, like, years Yeah, when this message... So they actually lap the mental explosion of the princess by years yeah. and are there. It passes over all of her people also on their way to Valeria. <laughs> <laughs> well, they know what happened. Yeah, she wouldn't pick them. They're like, oh, yeah, they were there. They're like, eh, not white and savory enough. 
Uh, hey, also, if he hadn't used the super missiles and just used regular missiles, would that thing not have crashed? What was that supposed Or maybe you're supposed to use ion cannons. <laughs> those don't crash? Like, no crashing? Looks like a lot of the ships crashed in that initial scene. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, the planet blew up due to ships crashing on it. But not from super missiles. The one super missile one was the one that caused the planet to blow up. Uh, Maybe he, they have a weapon that just goops the spaceships. Is that what you're supposed to use? Uh, well, uh, Daniel's brain is going into explanation mode. Here's yeah, what I'm going to say. It. That's why we're <clears throat> talking about it. Normally, you capital ship to capital ship combat. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to blow the thing up out of the sky. You no. Do, you, you disable it or whatever. You have, like, your pirates get on top of the mast and then swing a rope across right. the oh. ship. Right. You might want to capture it, make it your own. You don't just want to take those assets out. There might be, like, rum and molasses in there. And also, I'm assuming that those ships have powerful warp cores. Sure. <laughs> if they're sure. damaged, could blow up real good. Maybe destroying a planet. So Why were they fighting around the planet mule anyways? Yeah. Uh, War. Yeah. What is it War for? never changes. <laughs> uh, Absolutely so, the, so that there could be a plot. Yeah. Oh, now yeah. I understand. Hey, they were like, hey, humans. I'm going to beat you up after school. I'll see you outside by the flagpole on planet Mule. <laughs> we'll be there. Like, Unnamed alien race. <laughs> like, the commander gets a lot of shit later because it's like, you shouldn't use those super weapons from, uh, and when we were around an inhabited planet. But when he found out the planet was inhabited, are they supposed to retreat? Maybe you don't use super missiles. Maybe you just use your flat cannons or your auto cannons or yeah, your I'm, laser blasts. I'm a little confused when they found out it was inhabited mid-fight what the commander's options were. <laughs> it really is the Kobayashi Maru. Uh, so if they, yeah, if, if they didn't know anything about the planet, they had determined by a scan done mid-fight <laughs> that it was inhabited and no one knew that. Why the fuck are they there? <laughs> Hey, here's some advice for the for our future military. Just don't scan the planet. <laughs> Just don't find out that yeah. you're fine. You're gonna pass. Whoops. <laughs> it's really moral questions like this that the game No Man's Sky should be answering, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or right. Mass Effect. Or Mass Effect. Mass Effect does answer that. Am I gonna kill all the Reapers or Renegade. am I gonna reprogram them? Paragon. <laughs> Blue or red? Choose. Blue. I gotta kill this robot baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> What do you think of this rack knight? I don't know, whatever. <laughs> who gives a fuck? <laughs> who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Waste of Krogans. Uh, the pearls are like, we're so peaceful that we won't even murder the commander, but we are degoopifying him so that you may punish him. Also, all we need to get our planet back in this spaceship that we built with our hands in those Wikipedia articles we've been reading. All we need is a converter and one of our pearls. The two we- MacGuffins that are in your pockets right now. It's here in my pocket. <laughs> Meanwhile, the bunch of the evil robots and a squad of soldiers have snuck up to the outside of the bubble. But not all the evil robots. Some of the evil robots are also still at command center. We got in an argument earlier in the movie while we were watching it over how many squads of evil robots there were. I said one. I Daniel said two. said two. He was right. There's, there's, two there's two squads of evil robots, and it takes a keen eye to see them. <laughs> uh, the soldiers plant bombs all around the outside of this bubble, which which later we find out is the outside of the Pearl spaceship, I guess. Yep. Then they start a timer before they've even figured out what's going on bef- for five minutes to make these bombs blow up. So that means that Loreline and Valerian have but five minutes to get the commander to commit t- to admit to all of his crimes, I guess. Yep. Which uh, he, he does. <laughs> sort of. 
Yeah, first he... So, they go in the old, like, super ancient 2005-era discovery module. Why don't they just walk outside? Uh, because... They have to use its radio or They whatever. have to talk to Commander Octodad. He's the only one who can stop this mission. But Commander, Commander Octodad is in radio communication with those soldiers who are just outside. I don't know, Jacob. <laughs> I didn't write the movie. <laughs> well, you should have, because it would have been made more sense if you wrote it. Uh, but while they do this, some of the white Navi go out of the bubble to talk to, uh, the soldier men, and they just stand there saying, like, don't kill us. Hello. We're holding hands now. We yeah. love you. We are the world. We are the children. Future children. We are the ones who make a world inside our spaceship, so please don't kill us. Do they even know it's Christmas, Daniel? Abudore. Abudore. Welcome Christmas, Christmas Day. And Clive Owen's heart grew three sizes that day. No, it didn't, as it turns out. No, it didn't. He just says... You're damn right, I ordered the code red. And they're like, good enough for me. Yeah. But when he says it, all of his robots activate and murder everyone. Yeah, yeah the soldiers don't want to shoot the Navi because the soldiers are like, they say peaceful. We don't want to blow them up. And then Loreline and Valerian put the commander on the radio and say, commander, order the men to stand down. And the commander says, don't stand down, shoot them all. And what I thought when he said this was he was ordering his soldiers to shoot everyone because they were asking him, should we shoot everyone? Oh, no, no, no. He's ordering the robots under his command to shoot all the soldiers. And the people in the command center. Yeah, yeah for everyone. some, for some unknown reason. Generally shoot everyone. He's, he's got to keep his genocide under wraps. He's, like, yeah, he's solving, he's covering up his crime of killing indigenous peoples. And one soldier. And one soldier by killing everyone else <laughs> yeah like, all of the soldiers i assume the whole station eventually right i mean how do you cover up the murder of everybody yeah uh, uh oh simultaneous <laughs> to all this the uh pearl the people have uh, activated the machine they've made their rat poop out a bunch of pearls uh which makes the inside of the spaceship turn into their old world yeah, yeah. but the, it's a hologram is it a ho- i don't yeah. know they they said like we've we've been we found the way to bring our old world back. Doesn't seem like hologram worlds are that rare of a thing. I don't think they are. I mean, fucking Valerian had one at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, maybe it's dick. not a hologram. Maybe it's like a little bub, like a terrarium style, a transdimensional. Sure, it's like block. it's like a TARDIS where it's a spaceship, but it's bigger on the inside. So yeah. it's yeah. a full universe. That's just a guess based on the the dialogue. I don't know. They don't show this one way or the other. The, eh. the inside of the spaceship looks like uh, an expansive beach land with a yeah. horizon that's far off. Uh, but it yeah. could totally be like one of those, like uh, that movie, The Truman Show, where you can only go right. out onto the ocean for like 20 yards yes. before you hit a wall. Valerian says, Loreline, you stay here with the commander while I waste all these robos. Uh, he takes his guns and goes out and uh, headshots all them bots right in the goddamn brain pan. There's one mm-hmm. good kill where he slides underneath a robot, shoots, shoots it. it right in the gooch, which makes its head <laughs> pop off. It's pretty good. He uses it as cover. <laughs> and the whole while, Loreline is just, like, just punching Clive Owen in the face like it's over goddamn and over and over Brad Pitt and Jared Leto in fucking Fight Club. Yeah, he just uh, takes that guy to Pound Town, just beats him to death, I suppose. He's, he a, pound, he's a pound puppy. <laughs> uh, he's getting hit so much. 
Laura Valerian manages to shoot all the robots with one second to spare before the bombs go off. Uh, he jumps back <laughs> through the rainbow wall just as Commander Octorok, sec- second in command, manages to stop the bombs from going off by science. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So there's a timer going off on literally every screen in this command center, which mm-hmm. robots are also shooting at. <laughs> and uh, the way you activate this timer is by pushing a button on the touch screen on all these computers. Uh, but the second command has to deactivate this timer. He's got to take a panel off he the computer earlier yeah. by pressing a button, yes. too. They've established you can just press a button. Uh, he drops to the ground and starts taking the computer apart and, like, touching wires together. <laughs> Like, Michael, I need you to type a Word document. <laughs> Got it, boss. Yeah, he's... <laughs> Get my soldering iron. Uh, then the... I'm using Morse code <laughs> into every letter. Uh, the spaceship takes off. It teleports to another world. Somehow the commander is left behind tied up. It's like, like, a, it's like a very Spider-Man Batman. Oh, here's a present for you, NYPD. It's me, Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, then they're teleport off with pearls into Pearl Land. Oh, I'm sorry. Valerian and Loreline have their conversation where they establish the emotional stakes here, where Loreline says, we have to give these people their pearl and their converter back because it's what they need to get their world back together. And Valerian's like, uh, I follow all the rules and I'm just a soldier. So I don't think that's a good idea. (laughs) I'm a soldier and I have my orders, even though this entire movie has been about me not following any of the orders that I have received. Also, he gives them the rat back freely, but doesn't want to give him the pearl or the other way around. Yeah. And then, and she's like, Valerian, do you want to even marry me at all? And he's like, Yes, I do. Here's your converter back. Anyway. Anything for my penis. Any- <laughs> <laughs> That's the tagline of this movie. <laughs> we'll air it in the city of tomorrow. Anything for one man's penis. <laughs> Uh, then they tell then they're on the spaceship and they go off to a place and then they're going to hang out on the beach and have a party. They, uh, they get the, 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 the white pearl. Navi leave, uh, and they kick them out in, in that, the, in that, that 2005, 2005 capsule. capsule. And they're like, it'll be two hours before anyone nearby can pick us up. What do you want to do? How about I propose to you with this megaton pearl ring that I've made that's actually like a nuclear bomb on your finger. And she's like, yes, a thousand times yes. I love it. The end. Yeah. And there's no bloops, god damn it. Not a single bloop. Rihanna sing- raps a song at the end. Rihanna raps a song. Valerian. <laughs> the credit sequence uh, font is very like Rush Hour 2. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this movie ends the way it started. Dub. <laughs> we <laughs> did it. We did it. We watched Valerian. So just as a aside here. I really wanted to see this movie. Oh, me too. Like, when I, I first was saw the trailer. Very excited about it. Those are good trailers. A Luc Besson uh, sci fi mm-hmm. flick that kind of looks like Fifth Element and yeah. is based on a French comic book. Why the fuck would I not want to see it? Yeah. Sure. Why is it so bad? Makes me want to watch The Fifth Element again and see mm-hmm. how much proper noun nonsense that they do in that. Because Green, super green. But in uh, in the Fifth Element, everything they're doing is pretty or has an analog to modern day living. Like he's a he's a taxi driver, and yeah. he they go yeah. on a cruise mm-hmm. and see an Earth. opera show. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they go to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the police spill their fries all of themselves. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of like the proper nouns in that. Like the Fifth sh- Element. 
Well, and she has, like, her race is called something, but she's just, like, the chosen one or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and all of her race get wasted right away. And, like, the bad guy is just, like, the darkness and just, makes, and just <laughs> makes Emmanuel Zorg bleed from the forehead. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. it makes goo come out of your face. And he's got that weird, like... God, ant- Fifth Element rules! <laughs> he's, he's got that weird anteater puppet in his yeah. like, desk drawer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's they're fighting the personification of death, and it's awesome. And it's a big comet or whatever. But, like, I think it... I remember that being pretty followable, whereas oh, yeah, this I movie feel like is it's just nonsense. I feel like the action sequences aren't that crazy. The yeah. action sequences are flying car chase... And then a bunch of shoot 'em up guns. Yeah. Valerian, for all the crazy stuff we've described, has very few action sequences. Yeah. Uh, and they are very, very tame. Probably because they're mostly special effects. And hard to follow. Yeah, but it's like, like a the, dog chases them. They get away. Like, like I feel like a trans-dimensional fight could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, Doctor, fun. I mean, Doctor Strange made a, like... We're reversing time while everything else is happening around yeah, you. Yeah, right? that was super fun. cool. I think the thing that you need to do is make one rule and play with that rule, not right. forty rules and play with seven of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of this. I mean, a lot of the problems in this movie make me think that I'm just that they these were all present in the comic and nobody thought or. Or maybe Luke Besson and the writers were like, we love this comic. We don't want to change a thing. Because all the, like, really terrible sexism and the prostitute, slave child, and the introducing crazy stuff that doesn't come back again all sounds like a comic from the 60s. Yeah. Like, first... All right, here we go. Here's how do you make that first sequence interesting. Uh, the, the transdimensional fight scene. Sure. Cara Delevingne has to, like, give him the box to make the thing... Go through into our dimension, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. She gets stuck talking to a tourist who can't stop gabbing her ear off. Sure. But she can't break away because she has to keep her identity. Otherwise, the guards will shoot her. Mm-hmm. So Valerian has to steal the thing and start running from all the people behind him. In their world, it's just a box carrying the thing he's supposed to steal. Yeah. But in his world, he can't see, so he's running into people. Yeah, and he's falling fun. down, and that'd they're all catching up with him. Yeah, and he can't see what's happening. He's tripping. He can't, and he's just trying to stay away from them. It's like uh, his his arms getting caught in like a grate or something, or, yeah. or a portcullis. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Either way, world. it's hard to navigate both spaces simultaneously, yeah. especially when he can't see. One. Like that, that sounds fun. That works. How about uh, instead of just having his hand pop through the box, he's got like a full body suit that teleports him in, but it breaks. And so as he's trying to escape, instead of teleporting him right back out, it's only teleporting him out very slowly like an old printer. And so as the chase con- <laughs> continues, he starts out his whole body, but over time there's less and less of him. It's, oh, it's like play. a Tron. Yeah. Yes. And he's still trying to run away and there's still the like hologram thing going on. Yeah. But... They're just trying to shoot the top of his head at a certain point. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then at the end, uh, Laureline... Fun. And then at the end, Laureline makes a joke being like, Hope your penis made it through, too. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. But at the end, it'd be like the top of his head. So that's the last part to get. And he finally makes it through, except like they his shot the top smoking. of his head off. Yeah. yeah or the, his hair off. His yeah. hair yeah. smoking when he comes out. 
Yeah, like they, he's running away from the guards to the the market, and they turn a corner, and it's just the top of his head on a shelf. Yeah. And they, they spot it? Sure. That sounds fun. <laughs> Luke Besson, get at us. Yeah. There's we so can many- remake your movies. <laughs> or you cut that whole scene out because it has no relation to the rest of the movie. Also, for the rest of the movie, now that you've established, he's got a gun that can make, like, shields and pads he can oh. on. A shield gun is so use it cool <laughs> also he never has the chance to go back to re-equip himself so he should just have to use that for the rest of the movie and not have a regular gun yeah wouldn't that be fun yeah also make Loreline do something yeah in the entire movie you have set this up as we got two awesome super spies don't have one be awesome and the other one sit in a control panel yeah yeah there's a lot of wild sexism from top to bottom of this movie from from literally the first moment these characters are on screen to the last moment before the credits it is basically did you ever see what's that what's that other european comic book but he's like a super detective uh, Tintin. Oh, I was gonna. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tintin, except Loreline is his little dog. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's yeah. exactly. It. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I wanted to love you, Valerian. This is you so, broke my heart. It's so inferior to the Fifth Element, which and is on, awesome. And on this, the day of my daughter's wedding, <laughs> <laughs> you broke my heart. Uh, would you like to do the test? Let's do them. Yes, let's do the test. Sneak preview. No, no, no. <laughs> no, don't spoil this. How about the Bechdel test? Are there two named female characters? Yes. What are their names? Bubbles. Bubbles. Loreline. And Loreline. Loreline. Do they share any lines? No. no. Are they in multiple scenes together side by side at times? Yes. Uh, kind of, kind there of. is a scene where they're both watching uh, Valerian murder people. Yes. Loreline does not talk to Bubble in this scene, although she does speak to herself. Yeah, Bubbles just rants behind her about how cool Valerian is. <laughs> Which is why I agree with Daniel that it seems like kind of they added her back into this scene later. Yeah. Uh, great. That's a failure. Yep. Are there two people of color in this movie who aren't monsters? Uh, there's... Their commander, who appears yeah. by hologram and wears glasses. Sure. There's Asian second-in-command man. Mm-hmm. Yep. There and are. there was that that other black officer who informed commander... That character does not have a name. <laughs> <laughs> accurate. Yeah. That is accurate. I'm not sure that the Asian second-in-command He did. Yeah, he does have a name, and they yell it a lot while he's trying to fix the computer. Okay, does the commander have a name, or is he just commander? I mean, that's still a character name, I'm just being picky. Do they talk to each other? No. I don't, no. No. Does Rihanna talk to any people? Oh, Rihanna. Rihanna. No. No, No, I don't count her, because she's actually a blob. (laughs) Sure. Are there any LGBTQ characters? No. No? I do think it's interesting that the head of the Pearls is named their emperor, but is played by a woman. Yeah. That That's is interesting, a, but not. It feels like a ra- it feels like a race of, uh, of a very another Mass Effect thing. A race of all uh, people that would appear as female to us, but, but they, some of them oh, are. But no. they, they're but gendered. They, they're but, totally gendered. But like, they, but they use male male pronouns for the emperor. Yes. Are you sure the male that wasn't just a male emperor with a high voice? No, I looked it up in the IMDb because okay. I was like, that sounds like they've got a woman's voice, and also the emperor is gendered male but has a female voice actor uh, now like we Bart should... Simpson well and also yes. well and also commander bad guy misgenders uh emperor by calling him a she when he's referencing them right yeah uh, okay it's but more... everyone else calls him a him we should also point out that these the pearl are very sexy 
Yeah. Like, yeah. especially at first scene, they are all, like, boobs and butts for the ladies. 100% boobs and butts. But uh, so, Yeah, some of them are wearing bras and some of them aren't, which is yeah. how I was, that's the metric I yeah. was using to tell sure. them apart. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, yeah, it's real bad. Yeah, it doesn't pass any of those tests. No. It doesn't even come close. No, it doesn't at all. <laughs> it's <laughs> a very whitewash movie with very little going for it. It's insane. I mean, this is the other old-timey French comic book part where the beginning montage is all the different cultures of the Amer- of the world meeting on the space station and humanity is coming together and then they meet all the aliens and then the it's all just white people and yeah. most of them are old white people yeah like it's the space station is just like five old white british dudes and then valerian and Lorelaine. yeah uh, that re- yeah it really strikes me as like oh yeah french people made this <laughs> yeah. sorry i mean sorry french people but i don't it's think the fifth element again yeah <laughs> You know, I don't think the same conversations are happening uh, there. Oh, I'm sure similar conversations, but uh, in a different way. Like Bonjour! Aha, we... <laughs> 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 uh-huh, les microaggressions! <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but they're not in the great Caesar salad that is the United America. States of America. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The great Caesar salad. <laughs> as we all call it. Well, it's not a melting pot. Everyone stayed in their own distinct croutons. <laughs> or Covered with anchovies. that white, white dressing. <laughs> yeah, that's this movie. Uh, when does the third act start? When they turn their ship into a beach <laughs> and the robots turn evil. <laughs> I thought it was... Uh, is that the third act? act? I thought it was uh, a- immediately after Rihanna dies and it just cuts to... Oh, there's a rainbow wall. That must be where the yeah, aliens are. Yeah, that's where I'd say. So okay. we, the, we can, you can have the commander be bad guy or good guy. The pearls can be whatever. We don't get the backstory yet. Why does this movie have two commanders that are identical in function, but one's there's good like and one's bad? three commanders. <laughs> there's three commanders, because when the commander's kidnapped, they have another commander. <laughs> there's hologram commander, there's commander bad guy, and then there's commander Octodad. They're yeah. all commanders. <laughs> and have no idea who outranks whom. No, hologram, hologramander. Hologramander? He's the top. And then uh, bad commander is the middle, and good commander is the bottom, except that he gets a promotion because bad commander gets kidnapped. kidnapped. Hologramander is such a high-level commander that he gets to work from home. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He he telecommutes to his job. uh, Silver stars up high in flannel pajamas down low. (laughs) Yep. He's just watching Let's Plays all day. <laughs> God damn it, Valerian! I've got to pause my screening of Until Dawn again. <laughs> Valerian, you're not doing this mission right. Ah, whatever, it's fine. Uh, yeah, sure, whatever. Use super missiles. I don't care. <laughs> also, Hologramander sounds like a sick evolution from of Charmander. Oh, yeah, it does. That sounds like a great character name for a Star Wars character I'm going to play as in a role-playing game. <laughs> it's me, Hologramander! <laughs> All right, should we fix this fucking thing? Yeah, let's take that break. Let's fix it. All right. All right. One, two, three. Break! We are back, and we are ready to fix this mother. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm so ready. I'm number one. I'm number two. I'll be number three. What is that? A five, a five, which is a two. Oh, that's me. Jacob. Okay. So, 
just to reset the stage. Uh, Valerian saved Loreline. Loreline saved Valerian. Bubble has died a unceremonious death. Bubbles! Um, and suddenly Valerian's like, here, let's go over here. This is where we need to go now. Okay, so they go in and they meet the Pearl. Yeah. They go through the rainbow wall. Yes, they go through the rainbow wall. They see the little, Asgard. They see the little 2005 pod. Uh, the Pearl are like, come, we'll take you to our leader. Uh, you wanted to save your commander? Well, come with us. We'll explain the backstory to this, <laughs> this movie. <laughs> and they, they do. They lay out the backstory where, uh, you know, they were, uh, they're peaceful indigenous people. They collected these little pearl gemstones and fed them to these monsters, which multiplied them. Uh, the pearls are a powerful fuel source and also a potent explosive, which kind of is what they are in this in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. They just never mm-hmm. never use them for much. Uh, we see the flashback of what the commander had actually done in my ending of the movie. <laughs> that he's at war with whoever the bad guys are. I don't think it matters. The, the she's are yeah with the she's are the <laughs> she's are that. Uh, and they're losing. The humans are losing, but his second in command is like, what are we going to do? Commander, we're, we're losing. Should we retreat? He goes, no, fire our super missile into the planet. The explosion will knock out our enemy's, uh, force fields or whatever. Mm. So he intentionally blows up with a big missile, the planet. Oh my God. Yes. Making him slightly more evil, more clearly a bad guy. Mm. Uh, the and the pearls are like you know give us the converter give us the one pearl you have so we can convert it we're going to use it to power up our spaceship and rebuild our home planet and we're also going to use it to just bomb the shit out of this uh space station because you blew up our planet we're going to blow up your planet uh meanwhile the soldiers and the robots have lined up outside the bubble and are ready to uh invade the pearls are like, all right, grab your, you know, say, okay, grab the guns and a bunch of these pearl bombs. Uh, go out there and waste all the soldiers and the robots. And Valerian and Loreline are like, no, 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 no. You don't need to do that. Uh, we will negotiate a ceasefire. It's terrible what the commander did to you. Mm. But if we explain what happened, uh, you know, we can we can end this peacefully. This doesn't have to end in the, you know, the space station and blowing up all these thousand planets being destroyed or whatever so like okay we'll give you one shot but if this goes wrong we're killing everybody one shot do not miss your chance to blow mama spaghetti (laughs) uh then of course there was an explanation as to why they don't just walk out of the bubble and talk to everyone the pearls are like going there's a radio in that thing you're unarmed you can go in that radio you know go into that pod with the commander and negotiate a ceasefire uh, so they go in there, Valerian and Loreline plead to the second in command, Commander Octoban, uh, hey, you, you know, the commander actually blew up the, pl- you know, blew up the planet, the commander is an evil person, we, you guys need to stand down, we'll negotiate a ceasefire, they seem willing to talk, and they also have a bunch of explosives, mm. it would be very bad for this to go wrong, uh, and the second in command's like, hey, that's great, but there's a chain of command here, I need to hear what the commander has to say about this. Uh, even if he's a war criminal, like we still have to follow what he says till their, you know, decision has been made. Uh, the commander says, no way, Jose, uh, robots, kill, kill all the soldiers, kill everybody who's heard this conversation. I don't want to be, go down in history as a, as a monster. I don't give a shit. Uh, 
So the robots start wasting everybody. Oh, no. Uh, the pearls start shooting back and shooting the soldiers and shooting the robots. There's an actual firefight outside instead of the pearls just all queuing over. Uh, Valerian and Loreline are like, hey, the, these robots are on a rampage. I know your plan is to blow everything up, but, you know, you are not going to make it off this planet uh, unless you let us go try and help you. So Valerian and Loreline, as a team, go outside and fight all the robots and try and save their soldier friends and the Pearl. Uh, they have a little witty repartee, as they do throughout this movie, where Valerian's trying to be like, hey, we need to uh, get this situation under control, but, you know, humans first, lady. You know, we, we need, don't give them the Pearl, don't give them this converter. It sucks what happened, but we need, this commander needs to stay in charges. And Loreline's like, I don't follow rules in your square. We're not going to do what the commander says. He's a terrible person. Let's give him back their shit and let him go. Uh, they beat up all the robots. Then Valerian tells Loreline, well, I'm your commanding officer, so give me the converter that's in your fanny pack. Uh, this is what we're supposed to do. And Loreline says, no way. Then the two of them get into a cool kung fu fight. Oh, nice. They, they, they fight. Uh, they fight and fight and fight. It's really cool and... It, I don't know. There's a lot of chops going around. There's some Taekwondo. Uh, Valerian looks like he gets the upper hand and knocks Loreline to the ground. And he starts giving her the same type of crappy dialogue we've seen through this movie where he's like, well, you must have really loved me because I know you're a better fighter. But I've, you know, you you were holding back because you like me so much. You didn't spill a drop of that my time. <laughs> right. Uh, and she's like, yeah, that's not exactly it. She shoots him with the goop gun. Mm. Uh, he gets all gooped up again. And Loreline says... Hey, you know, it's great you like me and all, but you're a piece of shit, and uh, you're a square, and I'm leaving with these pearls, and I'm giving back their stuff. Mm -hmm. So she goes back to the pearls. They replicate the little... They replicate the pearls with mm -hmm. the converter. They change their ship back. You know, they repair their ship back into a mobile thing. Loreline says, if you promise not to blow up humanity and this colony, um, I'll go back with you and help you... I don't know, take care of, take care of things. I'll make sure that these wrongs are righted. So she leaves with the pearls. Uh, they, before they leave, activate one of their bombs and little pearl bombs and stuff it down the commander's mouth and oh. kick him out into the, out yeah. into the deck. Does like light shoot out of his eyeballs and mouth and stuff? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like the rock. It's like uh, the cradle to the grave. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, he just blows up into a skeleton or whatever. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> into a glowing skeleton. And then he freezes because it's the vacuum of space. Yes. Oh, hell, yeah. Uh, Valerian goes back and gets debriefed and explains, like, hey, here's what happened. Uh, I thought this movie was rated PG-13. <laughs> I don't know if you mm. get debriefed. You got debriefed? Nice. nice. Yeah, I'll give you a high five. I'll give you a high five for that. Uh, he goes back. The second in command's like, "Okay, you did a, you did the best job you could under the circumstances. It's too bad Loreline was a traitor." Uh, the movie fades to black, and then we get one more scene where Valerian is on his on the holodeck at the beach, but now he's by himself and he's very sad. And there's like you know the one empty uh, chair next to him, drinking a mai tai. And he's sitting there, and he's looking off into the distance, and he's like, Alex, I need you to take a message for me. Alex is the computer. That's for the listener. You guys know this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Alex, I need you to take a message for me. Let yes, Valerian, what can I do for you? Let the high command know I am taking a sabbatical. I think it's time for me to take a long vacation to a planet with a beach. 
And then mm. he hops in his spaceship and goes off to go find Loreline in the sequel, Valerian 2. Yeah. Maybe he learns a lesson this time. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, I named that the uh, Exploding Commander ending. Yeah. yeah. All right. Evens. And I'll be odds. Daniel knocked over beer. Don't worry, it's empty. That's a three. It's odds. Okay. It's a Michael. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Mike, take us away. Me, 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 me. Bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour. Um, okay. DiGiorno. <laughs> uh, Valerian and Laureline have just escaped the balloon Bethus or whatever they're called. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. They are this a movie, not pointless us. subplot that should just been cut out. Yeah. Uh, they find the rainbow door to the spacecraft of the pearls. Mm-hmm. They burst inside and... The pearls are sitting there waiting for them, and they say, wouldn't you like to know what happened to our planet? Yeah. Well, let me tell you. And they cut back to that fateful beach where Leho is burned alive Mm. outside the ship. Okay. We see that uh, uh, what's actually happened is a... Giant alien from uncharted space called a harvester has no! descended oh, upon no. descended upon a mule. Assuming control, <laughs> <laughs> and it has uh, it it it's being led by uh, Commander Bad Guy, and he says, mm. "We must stop their pearls. They're the only things that can stop us, except in a Clive Owen voice." Oh, that wasn't a Clive Owen voice? That, this is not what Clive Owen sounds like. <laughs> uh, so they destroy the planet, but not before sweet, sweet Leho can send uh, her spirit out into the cosmos to find a worthy adversary for the Harvester. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The Pearl say, we have your commander here, uh, and we're willing to give him back, but... We're afraid that the harvesters have taken him. And Valerian says, what? That's impossible. There's no, it's just a machine that he's controlling. We got to put him in jail. Release him from that and we'll put him in jail. They take him out of the goop machine gun glue and Mm. he's says, what's happening? I demand I be taken back to my ship where I might destroy of these criminals. (laughs) And Valerian says, nah, I'm sorry, man. You're out. We got to put you in jail. And he says, never. I, but using this power I discovered to help humanity rise above everything else. And they say, no, you need to take that power and you need to put it away. I think you're addicted to it. Mm -hmm. And he says, I could give it up whenever I want. Here, just destroy the machine. And as he's about to destroy the machine, he starts twitching and mm. getting Oh, no. Weird. And his skin falls off. Ah! And he turns into a weird robot-looking thing. Ah! I should have known. And he's just been one of these robots, and he turns into one of, like, a half-man, half-one-of-those-spooky robots he's got. Fembot. What are, what are those spooky a mas- robots? Masculine a masculine A, ma- a man-bot. Yeah. And they all burst... Bender. And his robot army bursts through the rainbow doors. And, Machine gun penis. And begins firing at all of them. And Loreline's like, we must protect the innocents, the innocent pearls. And she, she starts using her, what is it called? Her shield gun to mm. just shield everyone yeah. from the laser blast of the robot and the man robot. And she says, Valerian, get behind him. I have an idea. 
and as these robots are shooting and their bullets are reflect, their laser blasts are reflecting off of the shields she's putting up expertly to protect all of the innocents, Valeria manages to flank. And she mm-hmm. says, when I throw it, shoot it with the shield gun. Mm. And he says, all right, I will. Yeah. She takes the converter out of her fanny pack and throws it in the air. Valerian aims, mm. f- follows the, the moving target, wow. fires a shield. It goes straight in that converter's mouth. Oh. And all of a sudden, it just starts pooping out shields <laughs> every which way. <laughs> Everyone's safe. And, the, all of, and all the robots' laser blasts are reflecting off of them and coming back and blowing them up. Mm. Oh, those idiots. Uh, Daniel, you gave me the most amazing idea, and I can't wait to oh, tell you. I'm excited, too. All of the robots die. The harvester is destroyed by the fleet of all of the races of Alpha, the city of a thousand planets. Everything is safe, or so we think. Mm-hmm. Cut to two years later. Oh. Valerian and Laureline are on their ship, the whatever, the Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and they're flying around. When What is that in the distance? That's a... Spooky ship. Oh, no. It's disabled all of our systems. Mm. Quickly. Oh, and they get sucked out into space and die. Oh, no. Oh, no. Or do they? Oh, yes. Find out next <laughs> time on uh, more of Valerian 2. Taking control. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I call okay. that I'm Valerian, and this is my favorite ending on Alpha. <laughs> awesome. Well, do you want to say your idea I'm going to save okay. mine after yours because Ooh. it will derail us. I think all right, Daniel. Good. All right. Uh, all right. So you know the drill at this point. Uh, sure. Valerian and Lauraline. Lauraline? Lauraline. 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 Okay, well, it's whatever. They bust, they bust through the rainbow wall. And what do they see? They see a nice, peaceful area. Uh, it is uh, somewhat beach-like. There's sand around, but, you know, it's not a hologram or anything. It's just imported sand. Mm-hmm. And they see the Pearl, the people, with Commander Bad Guy. And they're hanging out, drinking tea, or doing some Pearl custom, uh, ripping a fatty bong, or something <laughs> like that. Pass to Duchip on the left-hand side. <laughs> Uh, they're clearly just hanging out together, and they're like, what the heck's going on? And much like your guys' ending, mine contains extended exposition <laughs> what's going on. Well, so did the movie. Uh, uh, the commander, commander bad guy, gets up and says, I can explain. And he gives him the backstory, which mm. is, on that planet forever ago. Mule. There was, on Mule. There was a space fight in space, but it wasn't for the reasons that you think. You see the Mega Mart, the big store. What is the it big called? store? Big market. The big market. The big market is a conglomerate of of the biggest capitalists in the galaxy and exists in another dimension. And there is something the that trade they, federation. Yes, the trade federation. The Mega Mart big trade federation wanted one thing and it was that planet and they broke international space law by paying off the galactic senate or whatever runs alpha (laughs) the the powers that be to turn a blind eye to them stealing a planet but commander bad guy had other things in mind he started shooting them down out of the sky now what the people on this planet saw was 
or they thought they saw the planet being blown up. What actually happened was blown up spaceships started coming in, and then they got inside one of them, which is shielded from transdimensional teleportation. Obviously. God damn it, Daniel. This is a brilliant ending. <laughs> and then the planet was stolen into the Megamart dimension. Oh. A different dimension is no longer in Earth. But the survivors that are on the station were left behind in our yes. our planet or our universe. Uh, but they didn't have their pearls. And in order, the, the pearls are very useful in transferring things between dimensions. Sure. Which is why Megamart wanted it. And also, it's easier to get around in the Megamart universe. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so Commander Bad Guy is like, and so I tried to shoot them down. I tried to stop it, but I couldn't do it. And now I need to either get these people back to their planet or preferably get that planet back to us. Yeah. Now, Valerian, I had to kill a man. To keep this secret. The rest of my crew has sworn allegiance, but I had one weakling, and I will kill you too unless you join me and help me get these people back. And I need that pearl that you have, and I need that critter that's in your fanny pack. Now, what's it going to be? Are you going to claim allegiance to to this government structure that has stole allowed the ceiling of a planet for Mm -hmm. corporate greed? Or are you going to are you going to rebel with me and do the right thing? And Valerian says, "A Spike Lee joint." Yeah, Valerian says. I know where my allegiances lie. And shoots him right in the head. Whoa. Oh, he's a company man till the end. Yeah, he <laughs> says, I have my orders. And you know what? Whatever reason we gave that planet to Megamart, I'm sure it was a good one. But who am I to question it? Laureline has other ideas. Anyways, they get in a big fight. They start fist fighting. That's when uh, uh, the army guys show up and they start like take an aim at Laureline, but then the robots turn on them. They're good robots. The bad guys is good guys. The good oh. guys is bad guys. Oh, what? Commander bad guys? Commander good guy? Uh, commander bad guys, commander good guy. Commander ba- uh, Octobar is commander bad guy. It's commander Octobad. Octobad. Octobad, got the, it. There's a big fight. Valeria, uh, all, eventually... Whatever, the robots are good, the space marines that disappeared, they're there, they're actually good, and they oh. fight against uh, Commander Octobar's troops that show up. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, Valerian and Laureline are separated, and the Pearl escape on a ship, they are now refugees, and as they're flying away, Valerian's like, I don't see what the big deal is, why don't you guys just assimilate? <laughs> What's wrong with Alpha Life? <laughs> Uh, yeah, setting color. setting the stage for the sequel. We got to our two factions that yeah. can war against each other. Oh, and it's 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 Valerian versus Laureline. Yes, perfect. And oh they're trying God. to so get the pearls idea. back. Put the put the pearls black back on curse, the planet. It's Valerian and Laureline. Curse of the opalescent pearls. Yes, Laureline. We got to get your pearls back to the planet. <laughs> Uh, yes. Daniel, can I make one suggestion? Sorry, were you done? Oh, it's called, uh, yes, I'm gonna steal your title. Uh, uh, Valerian Curse of the Pearls. (laughs) Curse of the Pearls. I love it. Uh, I do want to say, though, there's only one force in the universe that could seal a whole planet. And it's minions. (laughs) (laughs) It's Gru and his minions. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You should have known. Well, they're in now. They did it. (laughs) They're in it. Yeah. Banana. <laughs> they say that a lot in my aunt I mean, memes about it. There is basically <laughs> a minion in this movie. Yeah. All right, Daniel. Okay. Are you ready for my million dollar idea? I'm Maybe ready. billion dollar idea. Holy shit. And you handed this one to me, so we get to split the billions. Okay. Sorry, Mike. That's fine. You get like 10%. You can come swim in our oh, pool. I, I can get 10% oh. of your billion? Now he's going to yeah. get his own pool. <laughs> <laughs> you can have one pool. I want people to have to come to me for the pool. 
I'll go to your house for a pool party okay. anytime. You thought so. Let, let's let's rewind. Close your eyes and rewind mm-hmm. like five years. <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, what would be a good movie? What if it was the Ghostbusters except they were all ladies? And you're like, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, well, Ocean's Eleven was great, but wouldn't it be better if it had? Ladies, it. I mean, Ocean's Eight looks much better than Ocean's. Jacob, my face is getting redder and redder. <laughs> but they're missing the biggest possibility, the big money here. Kate McKinnon, let's say, mm-hmm. Austin Powers, <laughs> a sexy, horny, sixty spy. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's frozen along with their arch enemy, also played by her. Yep, <laughs> comes to the present day, <laughs> Doctor Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Evil to chase her nemesis. Ladies can be doctors. Yeah, true. Right. Dr. There's Evel? a riddle about it or wait, whatever. Wait, wait, Dr. Evel, though. <laughs> yes, Dr. Evel. Yeah, the riddle is two doctors are married. How's that possible? <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly Austin Powers, but with a lady. Oh, my God. And she God. is very horny, and she is very harassing to the male spy that she is paired up with played by oh i don't know uh channing tatum clive owen except british uh benedict cumberbatch benedict cumberbatch would be great uh would we get a seth green type yes except a lady mila kunis (laughs) yeah mila kunis would play seth green (laughs) yeah he played dr evel's okay daughter daughter and then we'd have a mini evel yeah for the sequel uh mike myers is a cameo who is he uh, he still plays gold member. <laughs> An aging gold member. What's a lady's name that m- begins with R? Rita. Do I make you Rita? <laughs> what? You know, Do I make Randy, you Rita, which is a man's name. Oh, Rita, <laughs> baby. Yeah, you just pick some female SNL cast member, give her crappy teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dr. Evel, you... Steal her mojo? It takes place in 2017 instead of... I don't know, nineteen two thousand whatever. Yeah. Instead of pumping up those those Nikes until they burst, she's got like wheelies she doesn't know how to use. She's yes. got her breast pumps <laughs> that she uses. <laughs> yeah, the aforementioned machine gun weenus. Yep. Yes. <laughs> the sec yeah, the sexy horny man bots. Yeah. We have one membership card for Dildos Monthly. One uh, that that joke, right? And yeah. Like, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Swedish vagina pump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. You can have Dame Judi Dench as Basil Basilina oh, yeah. Exposition. Yeah. And instead of Tom Arnold uh, helping her shit a fat deuce, you just have Roseanne Barr herself. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> this movie would be better in every way and than we'll Austin Powers. And we'll get Kristen Bell as number two? Uh, yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm into it. Okay. Now, I don't know who'd play Frau Farbissina. Here, here's what I'm Frank worried Farbissina. about. <laughs> Frank Farbissina, you would get um, just Will Ferrell. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you're right. John C. Riley. <laughs> yeah, great. Perfect. A plus. Now, all these diehard Austin Powers fans are going to come out of the woodwork. Yeah. <laughs> They're ruining my childhood. <laughs> I'm going to have to throw away all my Austin Powers fake teeth that I bought. Does Fat Bastard just become Fat Bitch? <laughs> yeah. oh my god i really hope it doesn't get that far this is an amazing idea it would be so easy
<laughs> Question is, do I leave that in the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you have to. I think that's the title of the episode. It's so good. <laughs> oh boy! All right, guys. Yes, let's do some plugs. Okay. Michael, you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Listen to Sidekicks Pod. Okay. Uh, we got uh, an episode. Uh, before you know it, there's going to be a Black Panther happening. Yes. Oh, yeah. So get get oh, your jimmies ready good. to get rustled from a good-ass movie. Fingers crossed. Can you give me a 10-second review from each of you as the two comic book podcast guys? What do you think of that Infinity Wars trailer? 10 uh, seconds, Michael. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I like what they're... Doing, I like how they're raising the stakes. I like the army battles. Um, there ain't no Ant Man. Daniel, ten seconds. Sure, I'm into it. These movies are mindless and fun. It looks mindless and fun. I hope someone dies in it though, and I bet there is a secret Ant Man. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are gonna die in it. Yeah, they probably should. I don't think they're gonna do a bunch more. A lot of them are like, we don't want to sign more contracts. <laughs> yeah, peace. Are they, are they gonna reset the universe? Yes, I suspect they will. That seems Just like because, you an, yeah, that's your chance to do it. Well, and also, like, that's how the storyline ended in the comic books. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it was a reset in the universe. Snack Efron is Tony Stark. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what other opportunity are they going to have if they don't do it in this movie? Yeah. Well, and, like, half of their cast is going away. You're yeah. all fired. <laughs> Get out of here, you old Stan, fucks. Stan Lee comes on and says, you're all fired. The movie, this is over. <laughs> Excelsior. He comes out in a towel after the credit. <laughs> what are you still doing here? <laughs> Get out of here. The franchise is over. Go home. <laughs> we did it. We Infinity Ward. Uh, I'm well, all, go have some kids or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go, go get on Reddit and complain about this. That's right. Uh, I am also in a play on the yeah. first weekend of March called The Mighty Sequoias. Come check us out. We're in uh, The Rendezvous in Seattle, Washington. Have you started uh, rehearsing for that? Uh, we've had one rehearsal. We'll kick it back up again very soon. And I got to get off book. Thanks. Um, but my part isn't huge. So. Yeah, it's a few months to do it. I yeah, you're only the lead, book. right? Eh, not really. I'm 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 the male romantic interest. Mm. I wouldn't call myself the. Do you lead. get a smooch in this movie? In this one, I get a couple smooches. Yeah, way to go, moving up in the world. I know, right? I'm basically your. I'm like the Dane DeHaan of this movie. Mm. The Dane to cook. The Dane to cook. That's right. <laughs> I'm all like mouth, <laughs> mouth. It's a Dane Cook impression. <laughs> Daniel, what do you got going on? All right, January 27th at Scratch Deli in Capitol Hill, Seattle, Washington. Uh, 98101. <laughs> uh, let's see, at 8 p.m., I will be part of what is sure to be a very fun show. It's called 10% Luck. It's only $5. It is combination. People have been clamoring for this, and it's finally happening. Combination stand-up and improv. Someone's going to go up there and do a stand-up set, and then John Wachter and I, as the dueling danjos, will improvise based off of it. And hopefully not make fun of the stand-up too much. But we'll see! No! <laughs> I'm gonna put it in my brain to be nice. That's how, how they do. Yeah. That's how comedy works, right? <laughs> Go see that show and see if Daniel holds true to what he just said. Yeah. Hey, Daniel! Yeah. What if our viewers uh, wanted to know what our next episode's gonna be? Oh, well, we're not gonna make it easy, as in we just tell you. You're gonna have to check our Instagram <gasps> or our Twitter. I'll post it on both. 
Okay. But uh, yeah, when we record our episodes, we'll give you a secret Instagram clue, as in a uh, delightful selection, animated selection of whatever movie we just watched. It will either be a boomerang, a video, or a picture. Yes. That's right. We've been kind of doing it before, but now it serves a purpose to let you know what to watch. Also, That's they're right. very fun for us to record. Yes. Yeah, we really enjoy finding the dumbest thing and boomeranging it. Yeah, yeah, it all started with Vin Diesel's watered-colored hat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> A little mushroom rising from the sea. Uh, also, we could use some more listeners. So if you're out there and you listen to us every week and you enjoy this show, uh, if you are one of our constant listeners, go find some find one person, and when they're not looking, add it to their podcast subscriptions. Yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah. them, or just say, hey, well, this is a cool, cool podcast. Sure. You can use the hashtag Third X Saviors. Sure hashtag can. Third X Saviors. Or add us on the tweets. Or, or hashtag, hashtag Salacious Scrub Saturdays. <laughs> salacious Scrub oh, yeah. Saturdays. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, just uh, get our name out there a little bit. Yeah. yeah, spread it around. That's all we got. And that's all I got. Email us at thirdxaviors at gmail.com. And as, as and generally, just keep it real, meowmies. Yeah. Keep it real, meowmies. Keep it real, meowmies. <laughs> like, that didn't sound... Try to get... You're an actor. Keep it real, meowmies. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's the one. <laughs> Wait, one more time. Here we go. I'm going to do it clean. Take two. Hey, meowmies. Keep it real. Wow. Keep it real, meowmies. What is Dane to Cook in here? Dane to Cook's right here. Hey, it's a Dane to Cook. It's me, Dane to Cook. Keep it real, mommies. <laughs> All right. See you next week. Hey. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Not Kesha. Kesha would be was was in it's Gem in the Holidays. Pizzazz. Yeah. Not my precious pizzazz. Nope. Don't ruin Kesha for me, Daniel. Speaking of pizzazz or lack thereof, Valeria. Valeria. <laughs> Swing and a miss. The element that is fifth is love. Like in Wonder Woman. Yeah, like Boron. Yeah, no. like Boron. Which is actually the fifth element. Mm. Ah. That's a periodic table joke for you guys. Speaking of Boron. Daniel didn't get it. I don't know who would get it. Speaking of Boron. This movie. <laughs> Very Boron. <laughs> hey, I got my Boron while watching it. <laughs>